back home again in Indiana and it seems that I can see the gleaming candlelight still shining bright through the sycamores for me the new mown hay sends all its fragrance through the fields I used to roam and when I dream about the moonlight on the Wabash then I long for my Indiana home who's your daddy Hello and welcome to the jungle. My name is Adam and I'm joined by my co-host Jenna and this is Who's Your Daddy, a podcast where we talk about all things Indiana, the Midwest in general and everything in between. Jenna, how are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm great. We're back. Yeah. I'm so excited. We're here. We are here. Can you believe it? <laughs> Not me. One of us One of us had a long nap today and the other one didn't. <laughs> it wasn't that long, but um, yeah. and it wasn't totally planned. I just kind of dozed off um i just came in and it was dark i was like whoa yeah i yeah <laughs> um i i took a nap today <laughs> which doesn't really happen but for you it doesn't so. it never happens Good it never you. happens Good i feel you. like everyone if, if you're listening you should clap for me right now because i took a nap which is something that i have done maybe 10 times in my adult life so i was like i'm just gonna let him sleep since i was about 14 i think i've taken about 10 naps <laughs> it just doesn't happen um, I wish I could, but I just can't. I'm not a good sleeper. I'm bad at sleeping. <laughs> you, <laughs> yes. Like I'm really bad. You at, are bad at sleeping. I'm really bad at most of the things that we have to do to live. Also, can you like <laughs> buy some of those nose strips? I yes, don't know if they work, but yes, they do hot work. Damn, you need one. <laughs> I know. I snore a lot, and I have used them in the past, and they do work. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I'm bad at eating. Something that I do multiple times a day. Well, I, I'm messy. I haven't noticed that. I get shit all over myself. I'm bad at sleeping, something I literally have to do mm-hmm. every night. Can't do it. Um, okay, those are the only two things that I do have to do to live that I'm bad at. But those are like two really big ones. <laughs> I mean, you're okay at breathing, obviously. I'm fine at breathing. I'm fine at going to the bathroom. <laughs> I don't know what else you need to do to live because um, I'm barely doing it here. So how are, how are you, Jenna? Barely doing it. I barely think. doing it. <laughs> you said it and I was like, hmm, yeah. I think we're getting along here, just fine. Um, it is a wild time, and fine, yeah. but we are back, and I am super excited to be back. Mm-hmm. I am super excited to be doing this again. Um, yeah, that's kind of it. I'm just really pumped to be back mm-hmm. and doing this again. We'll talk a little bit more about that as we go. So um, we totally, both of us have forgotten the trivia from last time, if there even was one. So yeah, we're not and doing I mean it. we could have gone back and listened to it. And yeah, then and found maybe we but- will. But um, it's whatever. It no, is whatever. The I trivia mean, is just really fun. Like, I mean, yeah. I care a little bit, but not that much, especially because I don't remember it. So it's hard to care. Yeah. <laughs> it must so, not have been that great. If I don't remember. Been. Yeah. I mean, it, it, so it's been 41 days and we'll talk about why I know how many days it's been since our last episode. Um, in just a few, there's a date minutes. on Spotify, right? <laughs> well, that's, that's how I know, but why I know is, uh, is a separate okay. question. Um, so let's start off with what we always do a COVID-19 update. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like I said, it's been 41 days mm-hmm. and there are a lot of things to consider since our last episode. It's, it's pretty nuts. I think what I'm uh, going to lay out here will be eye opening to everyone. It was eye opening to me and I, I, and I look at these things every fucking day. Can I just say that, um, I was listening to people talk about at my place of employment today about whether or not they are having Christmas plans and what variations there are to their Christmas plans. And I don't think that people know 
the numbers. I don't think they check. I don't think they look. No, I don't think they do. I I agree. I'm just like, I don't think you'd be downplaying it as much as you are if you knew. Or maybe you would. I don't know. Yeah, it either comes to the, yeah, you have to be on that like, okay, stupid evil continuum. Holy shit. Like, are you just stupid and you're not looking it up? Or are you evil and you just don't give a fuck? Or you're just like, (laughs) there's no way it's that bad. I I don't think it's that simple, the stupid versus evil, but uh, I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, I think people just think of it as like when H1N1 was a thing and they're just like, whatever, you get sick, no big deal. You're fine. Who cares? Move on. Like people, a lot of people think that it's just like another flu, another cold. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I hope that in, you know. I wish it was. I wish it was. But I hope in the future things change. Um, yeah. and people look back on this time period of, a, especially America, but throughout the world, but specifically America, I, ho- I hope that we change, um, in the right direction and through that are able to look back at this time period and talk about the absolute complete failure of federal government, of state's government, state governments, of media, mm-hmm. of everything to control the spread of disinformation mm-hmm. and, um, you know, just outright lies mm-hmm. that resulted in thousands upon thousands upon thousands of deaths. Yeah. That yeah. didn't need to happen. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I hope that we get to the point where we can actually look back and recognize that that's happening. And, and it's crazy that I'm saying that because we recognize it right now. Yeah. But there is a huge swath of the country that just doesn't. And it, and it's it's insane. It's really, really hard to deal with. But here we are and we are dealing with it. So our last episode was on October 30th, right? The day before right. Halloween. Um, At that time, do you want to... I don't know. Maybe you remember. Do you do you want to guess how many cases and deaths oh, there were I'm, on October 30th? I'm so terrible with numbers. I... Okay, that's fine. So on October 30th, Indiana had 172,730 positive cases. Whoa. Yeah, 172,730. Um, total deaths, <coughs> excuse me, total deaths uh, was just above 4,000. If you add in the presumptive deaths that mm-hmm. they believe, which I generally do, um, it comes out to 4,260 deaths. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 173,000 cases, mm-hmm. 4,300 deaths, yeah. roughly. That was on October 30th. Mm-hmm. Today is December 10th at the time of recording. Mm-hmm. Um, you're probably listening on December 11th or later. How many do you think we're at now? Oh, God, 400,000? So today, on December 10th, we had 6,600 new cases and 96 deaths in the state of Indiana. Wow. In total, mm-hmm. now, 41 days later, mm-hmm. after our most previous episode, that mm-hmm. 173,000, 4,300 deaths, today we are at 405,000 cases. 405,000. Fucking or, sorry. hell. Yeah, am I saying that right? Yeah, 405,000. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... That's crazy. 6,600 deaths. So in the, let's, let's look at this in another way, right? Mm-hmm. On October 30th, our last episode, the pandemic had been going on in the state of Indiana from March 6th to uh, October 30th, 239 days, mm-hmm. right? In that time frame, in that 239 days, 173,000 cases, 4,300 deaths. Mm-hmm. That's about 723 cases per day and about 18 deaths per day on average. Mm-hmm. If you look at the maps, uh, you know, line graphs, yeah. there were spikes and in, in, in different things like that. But y- you get it. Mm-hmm. In the past 41 days, 
in the past 41 days, there have been 232,000 cases. Holy shit. Compared to 173,000 in the first 239 days. The past 41 days, there, <laughs> there's been, how you know, I'm doing the math, 70,000 more cases mm-hmm. than the first 239. In the past 41 days, there's been 2,343 deaths in 41 days. It's so weird. And you know, that's 57 that deaths per day on it's, average. It's 5,664 cases yeah. per day on average in the last 41 days. Incredible. It's, Insane, it's horrible. Terrifying. So sad. And it's like, how big? I, I get that, like, if, if, you see a number and it's not people that you like know intimately in your community that it's hard. Yes. But, it's hard. but I'm wondering how big does this number have to be on a screen for you to look at it and be like, that's too many. <laughs> that's, that's fucking crazy. And maybe I need to like, imagine if that was like yeah. fucking debt and your, you know, student loan debt. You'd be like, holy shit. Well, or, I don't know. Like, like, like think about it like this. People cases, just can't, I don't, there have been 232,000 cases in the past uh, 41 days. There's like 250,000 people in Fort Wayne. Yeah. Like, why? Imagine if the whole city got sick in in a month. (laughs) I think we'd all be like, oh, (laughs) we got to do this fucking seriously. Yeah. And like, it should, we shouldn't have to put it in terms like that. We shouldn't. We should just be able to look at this and be like, and and honestly, we should be from the get go been able to be like, um, this is a disease we literally, that literally did not exist. Like, do you, can you process that? Yeah. Can you believe, like, like the first time that the flu happened, people, like we didn't have science <laughs> right this is a brand brand new virus like it's really hard to comprehend what that is and what that means mm-hmm. and i understand that okay well you know it's it's not killing literally everybody i don't give a shit it's killing a number greater than zero so let's and, and right and of course we've said it a million times the actions needed to mitigate the spread are so little right if we just did them, they are literally it could be done. so fucking easy. So easy. So fucking easy. The one thing that I it. like doing, staying home, sitting on my couch, not speaking, not seeing people. I like wearing not, a mask, honestly. Not having to go to a crowded bar. Oh my God. Okay, it's just, I can do that. <laughs> and, and it would have taken a month. And it would still take a month. Like, I, I, I mean, some experts are like, if we literally did a real shutdown for a month, we could probably just get mm-hmm. past this. I mean, we'd still have little hot spots and things rise up because now everyone follow it and blah, 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 blah. But like, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be like this. Right. It's just insane. So, well, it got it's me really thinking. Upsetting. Yeah. And it got me thinking that I, you know, I was listening to people at my office and I am just thinking that like, one of the issues is that like, every, we're all so fucking miserable and isolate, like isolated in the, the fucking corporate work structure that we're in now is that like any opportunity that we have to like see our family or spend time with them we're like i have to see them like i cannot yeah. make an exception yeah well, i mean when when the only thing that we're allowing like it, this isn't the case in indiana but like california like playgrounds are closed mm-hmm. but like restaurants and bars that serve food aren't necessarily closed mm-hmm. i don't know the exact specifics but my point is like you said we have essentially limited everything but capitalism like yeah everything that doesn't involve making or spending money yeah has been no go 
Yeah, there's but everything no that, other form of enrichment yeah, for people. But there's you can nothing go, else. You can go to work, but how dare you go see your family? Yeah. And both should be not happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, we should be working from home. We should have restaurants and bars be closed mm-hmm. and just pay them to be closed. Like, it, the absolute utter failure yeah. of our response to this pandemic, I hope, is recorded in, 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 oh, in a true be. way. It will be. I We're, don't know. I don't know. They're Jenna, gonna fucking laugh. How much history have you had to how much history have you had to relearn because our our education system has been like not well, told you about not... fucking Tulsa in Black Wall Street. Like we never fucking talked about that fucking ever well, because I wasn't talking about in the United States. You, oh yeah. Because the rest of the world education yeah. system sucks. <laughs> the rest I'm, of the world already is like these guys are fucking stupid. I mean yeah. they've been like that since like the beginning. Or an embarrassment. <clears throat> yeah, and we always have been. Um, like I talk to my friends in Ireland, like every I feel like every time I talk to them, I'm like, I feel like I should just apologize, right? Because we fucking suck. Ireland just made abortion legal, and they're still way ahead of us. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, all right, and you know it wouldn't oh, be an issue. Go ahead. I the but I'm saying the people that say, well, if you don't like it here, then just leave. It's like you know what I would if we weren't like the fucking example setters for a lot of other places or like trend setters for other places like the the nefarious shit and culture that we've cultivated it seeps into everywhere else so even if i leave i kind of understand what you're saying like people are still gonna start like i'm just saying i just it, disagree it with the premise of that i i, I agree i get what right, you're saying and I'm i think saying i agree but the, the whole issues of things that i have in america are, are not in a little american bubble anymore yeah, no, well, for sure, yeah. yeah. And um, I don't know if they really ever have been, but... No, but it's just but my, been more yeah, clear I, to me, I just I disagree now. with the premise of that. If you don't like it, leave. Like, no. Like, this is still my home and my community, and, like, I just want to make it better. Yeah. Like, that's that's a cowardly position to have. Yeah. That if you don't like something, leave. Yeah. Something like that. Something that is true to your experience. Yeah. Uh, like a job, maybe you could say that, but like sure. so, where you grew up, where you live, the people that you love, like, yeah. no, it's cowardly to be like, just leave if you don't like it. It's brave to say, actually, I'm going to stand up in the face of adversity and try to change it yeah. for the better. So those people are just cowards. I disagree with their premise. So what is Indiana's response to this in crazy amount in the past month month or so mm-hmm. of cases and deaths? Um, Yeah, that's right. That <laughs> silence that you yeah, said yeah. after the um, that was that was correct. So on Wednesday, um, Holcomb is still doing his daily briefings. Oh, does he even show up to those now? Does he, he like does. come in his pajamas? No, like- he grew a beard though and he looks like shit. Um, I fucking hate him. Um, on Wednesday, Holcomb said, quote, the state of Indiana is on fire. Yep. Yeah, you identified the problem. So um, that's he a- probably said it in his fucking half asleep drawl, like no <laughs> sense of panic whatsoever. Yeah, his his folksy demeanor. Um, so that that's a fair assessment of the situation. I I would agree with the premise there. Sure. That the state of Indiana is on fire. Um, but what we have to ask ourselves and what we have to look at is what is his conclusion to that premise? We're like, let's not use an analogy. Let's just say exactly what's wrong. <laughs> sure. Right? But, but I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Okay. I'm fine with him okay. saying that. And and I get what you're saying, too. Instead of, you know, you could say the state, Indiana's on fire or you could say cases are increasing at an incredibly rapid and exponential rate. And in order to stop the spread of this disease, we have to take X, Y, Z actions. Right. But he's not like that. He's... It's on fire. You know, it's a fucking, 
Yes, I agree. I agree. Right. You, you, I when you think people, look at the full picture, yeah. it's like, maybe just talk about it. But that's not where I'm going to criticize him. Because I do think it's a fair way to assess the situation, mm-hmm. is a fire. But like I said, the premise, cool. We agree. Mm-hmm. What's his conclusion? That's what we have to analyze. His conclusion was to announce that hospitals halt unnecessary procedures. Um, wow, thank you. And that doesn't start until December 16th. And only goes to January 3rd, so wow, it's just two weeks. thank you. I mean, he can extend it, but it's still six days away from now. The bare fucking minimum. So it was a week. Um, and then also some slight changes to capacity limits um, on social gatherings and like uh, school activities. So fucking nothing. That's it. Nothing. So I don't agree with this conclusion. Premise, we agree. Conclusion, terrible. Terrible. That's not a conclusion. I mean, I mean, I guess it is, but it's just like that will not put out the fire. No. And and if you guys want to read a, a good article on this, um, it's an op-ed by James Briggs in the Indy Star, who doesn't always have takes that I agree with, but in this case, I think he said it really well. Like, if you want to treat this as a fire, do you know what fucking firefighters do? Yeah. They block fucking traffic to put out the fucking fire. Right. Like, they do what needs to be done to put out the fucking fire. What you're doing is spraying a blaze of a building with a fucking spray bottle. And people you are doing nothing. Reaction. Holcomb is basically being like, this building is on fire. This building, this huge building is on fire. I don't want to risk stopping traffic or commerce next to nearby buildings. So I will very gently use my garden hose. Yeah. And then the whole fucking block burns. Mm -hmm. If it's a fire, treat it like a fire. And he says it. Basically, that kind of stuff in the article. It's a good article. And here's a little snippet from there, from that article. So, Indiana last week led the nation with more than 1,000 new COVID-19 cases a day per million people, according to the COVID tracking project. Every single one of Indiana's 92 counties is experiencing moderate to high community spread, according to the Indiana State Department of Health. The situation is atrocious, and we don't even know how much worse it has become since Thanksgiving because of lags in the data. So, it's been about, I think, two weeks to the day now of Thanksgiving I think this weekend, early next week, we're going to have some really big numbers, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not, but we'll see. So, any any final thoughts there, Jenna? No. Nothing. I had to take a drink. I thought you'd fill some gaps. <laughs> I thought maybe they'd want to hear you enjoying your Red Bull. You always leave me, leave me out to drive when I do that. I'm like, all right, talk for a little bit. And you're like, no. <laughs> That's all right. Um, So on the flip side of all that bad news, we have a little bit of good news. And that is that uh, vaccines are kind of on the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Still some things to go there. So today the FDA had a meeting to approve, I think, the Pfizer vaccine. Mm -hmm. Um, There's another one by Moderna, both their two dose um, with the first and second dose coming about three to four weeks apart. Um, I actually did not look up what the result of that meeting was but i'm i'm guessing that they approved it Mm -hmm. because i think it has been approved in other countries don't quote me on that i I think i'm not positive but let's read a little bit here about this vaccine from the indy star so indiana is expecting to receive uh just about 55 56 thousand doses of the first coronavirus vaccine sometimes sometime next week um Designated first for frontline healthcare workers, which is a broad category that includes doctors, nurses, long-term, uh, long-term care workers, cafeteria workers, 
um, and other hospital staff, the, vi- uh, the Pfizer-produced vaccine will be distributed to five pilot hospitals across the state. By the end of next week, 50 hospitals are expected to have doses of the vaccine, said Dr. Lindsay Weaver, chief medical officer for the Indiana Department of Health, who is overseeing the state's uh, vaccine distribution effort. Quote, this is incredibly exciting news because it signals the beginning of the end of this pandemic, she said. She detailed the timeline during Governor Holcomb's weekly coronavirus update on Wednesday. It hinges on the vaccine earning emergency use authorization from the FDA um, and a subcommittee on that agency, uh, of that agency is meeting did meet today, like I said, and um, approval is expected soon afterwards. So maybe there's not even news of approval yet, but um, I'm guessing that that will happen. So any quick thoughts there? I put a break in. I've got a little bit more to read. Uh, my sister probably is going to have to get it soon. Yes, your sister is a doctor mm-hmm. in Indiana, so hopefully she can get it quickly. Um, and hopefully we all can after that, you know. I hope so. I, but I hope they can ramp up production. And, and you know, Donald not- Trump's not going to do shit. We, we know that. Trump's not going to do anything about it. But And I don't know. I haven't read anything about this, so I don't really know. But I, So, listeners, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I do think that, like, Biden could basically use that war measure efforts thing mm-hmm. to be like comp- company you have to make this now yeah like you have to produce the vaccine instead of whatever you normally do and the government pays them for that right um which could maybe help with getting more out there yeah um and I, maybe i'm wrong that he could even do that in this situation but hopefully he can and hopefully he does yeah i just don't expect you and i to be able to get those anytime soon no i expect maybe <laughs> like july <sighs> That's when I expect like, wow, like thanks. you and me to be able to. Yeah. Thanks. Cool. <laughs> I mean, I should yeah, not, I not anytime say anything, soon. but yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're lucky enough that the virus hasn't touched us in terms of ourselves or the people, like our loved ones and close family. Um, I had a friend or two who, who has had it, but they've been okay. Um, gets I, a little, I've also, it's it a little grabby, but I've also known people who, you know, I don't know them personally, but I do, I, I'm, you know. I talked to them or mm-hmm. whatever on social media or whatever, and they have had really tough times with it. Lost family members. They've been in the mm-hmm. hospital, things like that. So yeah, but we're not going to get it anytime soon. So continuing this uh, from this article about the vaccines, uh, state health officials say they hope that anybody who wants to, uh, the vaccine will be able to get vaccinated by next summer. At this point, the vaccine is not being offered to children under age 16. So I don't know what mm-hmm. that entails. If there's going to be another one, how that works. I'm not sure. Excuse me, got a burp, bringing it back. So both the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines uh, require two doses, 21 or 28 days apart in order to be effective. Another vaccine coming down the road could only require one. I hope that we can get that because what are we known for here in America? Probably not following up on on things (laughs) like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's among many other things. Crazy. Yeah. Um, A new type of vaccine, the first two likely to receive approval, um, rely on messenger RNA to teach a person's uh, person's cells how to make the spike protein that the coronavirus uses to enter our cells and replicate. When the body starts producing those proteins, the immune system kicks into gear to eradicate them, making antibodies that can detect and protect against spike proteins in case of coronavirus infections. Indiana health officials said that the vaccine is safe and urged everyone to consider being vaccinated so that eventually life can return to a semblance of pre-coronavirus normalcy. Um, I just included that last bit in there because I found that interesting. I mean, I knew I've read a little bit about the spike protein stuff, but um, Mm -hmm. the idea that this 
is like teaching our body to make it kind of cool. Very cool. Yeah. Do Somebody you know what, much smarter than me could probably explain that better. Do you know what RNA stands for? Um, ribo, ribonucleic acid, something like yeah, that. Yeah, there can't you say go. It. Is, that, is that it? Say I it. I think that's pretty fair. Yeah. Say it for me. You say it. I thought it was just ribonucleic acid, but I might be wrong. Yeah. Uh, what's DNA then? Dio? I don't I know. I actually don't <laughs> know. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> do not answer that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was fucking stupid. <laughs> well, I was thinking about DNA. does not exist, which comes up in math. I was thinking of DNR. Limits. DNR, Department Dep- of Natural Resources, yeah. Nature and Resources, or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, you go camping, you got some beer, you're like, DNR, throw it away. <laughs> I don't know. Fucking pigs, but they're outdoors, so they're like... Bores. But you're like, we, we <laughs> like you, but also fuck you a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bad joke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all right. Um, all right. So moving on, um, I want to talk about something more local here to Fort Wayne. Um, something that, you know, we've been talking about the whole life of this podcast, given um, what has happened over the oh. summer. What do, you, what do you think <laughs> we're talking about? Uh, are we talking about the podcast? No, we're talking about police. Oh, so well, that's also bad. Yes. Um, Same reaction. I titled this section, Tentatively Calling This Bullshit. Um, so this is from Wayne.com. Fort Wayne Mayor Tom Henry's Commission for Police Reform and Racial Justice is almost ready to make its formal recommendations. The mayor created the commission following protests uh, downtown in June. It's part Where of they his... shot somebody's eye out. Yes, where they... Literally shot a tear gas can- canister in the face of a man, Balin, uh, Balin, Balin Blake, Balin Break, Braylon Bake. Well, my dude, maybe you shouldn't. I've say had too much. If you don't know, I've it. had too much caffeine. I'm messing up his name. It's Balin. I know that. Anyway, um, he's suing Fort Wayne, and I hope that he wins and gets a lot of money. I hope so too. Um, and I hope that justice is served in his case because he did not deserve that. There's literally video uh, of him not doing whatever they're claiming and i was going to get into that here but i think every we're all on the same page and everybody's reading those articles so i won't i won't right now uh maybe in the future as that case moves forward but anyway it's part of his meaning tom henry's Mm -hmm. quote moving forward together plan okay uh the commission uh is chaired by councilwoman michelle chambers um she says the commission has met 10 times since it was formed just right there i would say 10 times is not an adequate amount of meeting to um, propose any meaningful changes. Sorry, so what with are a the system, recommendations? Hold on. With a system that is hundreds of years based in oppression and racism among people of color. Like, your 10 meetings is not enough. Yeah. It's not. So I think you're being a little eager here, Commission. So... We'll get there, though, on the recommendations. In those six months, commission members have met with various city leaders. They've also received training to learn what officers face every day. Right there, I'll say, did you talk to the community? Right. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they did, but I know, like, these are supposed to be community leaders. But, like, did you bring in people who face the brutalization of police? Did you bring in people who are... Facing those challenges, no, facing that a, oppression. It's just a Because it's nothing. Nod. It's nothing. It's, yes. it's just a fucking smoking mirror bullshit. You, you got t- training to learn what officers Look, face tried. every day. But yeah. what about the fucking 15-year-old black kid Yeah. who gets shit on by cops fucking three times a week when he's walking home from school? Right. 
what about that? Did you talk to him? It's like, how can we pat ourselves on the back without actually having to engage in oppressed people? Well, yeah, like, I mean, with oppressed this is people. nothing. It's, it's just yeah. bullshit. Um, although, like I said, I've watched a number of these meetings, probably three or four of them, maybe five. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and there were a couple people who were good advocates. Good. There were. Good. I just don't, I didn't watch any of the later ones. I'll, maybe I'll go back and watch those. Um, I don't think that they were heard, though, mm-hmm. or, or taken right. uh, seriously. So, quote, we probably have 15 pages of recommendations, but we don't want to set ourselves up for failure. We want to make sure we're addressing those issues that are going to create impact. This is not a low-hanging fruit endeavor. Um, we're looking at those hard and difficult decisions. And then uh, and when we send forward our recommendations to the mayor, we want him to be able to implement them and see the value to our city in implementing our recommendations, said Council uh, Woman Chambers, which... Okay. I mean, I mean, I still don't know sure. what exactly. Well, here we go. The recommendations will focus on three areas for improvement, communication, race relations, and department transparency. Mm. <laughs> Is there more, more to that? No, I mean, a little bit. Um, the specifics aren't out yet, but we'll get into a, a little bit of stuff here. So Councilwoman Chambers said the Fort Wayne Police Department needs to look like the community it serves when it comes to race relations. She said part of the recommendations will be figuring out a way to recruit for diversity on the force through the community. So right here, we have that centrist liberal bullshit that we've seen a million times. Black cop can't be racist when you're like, we're not talking about individuals. Mm-hmm. Yes, policing groups thing people you know law enforcement whatever you you know the group obviously we have a vision of what it could be mm-hmm. but yes it needs to be representative of the community yes well they need to but be people that it, live in the community yes that, they're that live in. in the community and know the community and are part of the community yes. but the idea of this solves our race mm-hmm. relations is right. bullshit because and, and if, if i can almost say right now, just based on that little part right there, they didn't talk to a single activist who organized these protests mm-hmm. because they would have said from the jump, it's not about spe- individual people. It's yeah. about the institution of policing in the United States. Yeah. It comes from a racist history. Yeah. An oppressive racist history. Mm-hmm. It is about dismantling our current institution and rebuilding it in a different way. Hiring black cops, hiring Hispanic mm-hmm. cops. It's not going to do it. Yeah. Female cop, good. No, yeah, more female, whatever. It, it, no, it's not. If they're all trained poorly, then and, it's... And, but yes, and regardless, we are talking about the institution of policing. Yeah. That is the problem. Yeah. Of course there are good cops. Of course there are terrible cops. That's. I don't even like talking about that because no fucking shit. That's just how people work. Yeah. We are talking about the institution of policing and... and just in that little part, it tells me they didn't consider that whatsoever. Um, however, Councilwoman Chambers said communication was the elephant in the room, which is kind of funny to me. I don't know why that makes me laugh. Because <laughs> I think you mean the lack of communication, um, which is interesting that the lack of something could be the elephant. <laughs> but I, you know, I get it. Quote, we found some of the things as a commission the police, uh, the, the police department is doing or has made an attempt to do or working towards improving, but it has not been effectively communicated within the community. This is a commission and we'll have all have to agree on the recommendations that are going uh, to go forward to the mayor. But I'm confident minimally one of those recommendations will be the improvement of communication from the police to the community. Uh, Councilwoman Chambers expects to hand these formal recommendations over to the mayor in the first quarter of next year. So there I'm like, okay, so they're going to do a better job of communicating how they're going to kill black and brown people. 
Like, I mean, these aren't substantial changes. This no. will do nothing. Most of this, I'm almost 100% positive, will just be basically like that corporate bullshit that we're going to try this out. And then six months later, everybody's done with it. And nobody yeah. follows up on it because they're like, we don't care. Or look, we tried to make a team to do it. We wrote a paper. Like, we're trying. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I see that and I go, mm, that's nothing. You're not doing anything. You're not doing anything. This is for show. Yeah. Um, and it's bullshit. It, and as soon as we can get back out there, I think we should be protesting again, saying, nope. As soon as those things come out, I think we should be saying, nah, this isn't, nope, this isn't what we meant. No. And and we know that you don't know because you didn't, you didn't talk to us. Yeah. And I, when I say us, I don't mean me. I mean the the activists who are, who yeah. are leading these, yeah. um, you know, protests. But like, did they talk to them? I, if every from everything I see in that article and everything that I've seen in previous articles, no, they haven't talked to him at all, because <laughs> I just don't think they get it, or they're being willfully ignorant. Um, or they don't care enough to truth. like seek out who they could be speaking to. Well, yeah, because they don't care at all. No, because that's not what if this is about. You don't put it on my fucking doorstep and make it super easy for me. Sorry. Well, I don't even. I agree with in you. In terms of like contacting the right people. Yeah, yeah, but even then, I just I don't think. I think all of this was just to shut people up. Yeah. Like, I don't think it ever had any real intention of doing anything. I agree but, with you. But again, with you. these centrist kind of liberal people like Tom Henry, who's really just a Republican, but um, they'll be like, oh, we did it. You're like, no, you didn't fucking do shit. <laughs> you didn't fucking do anything. You did nothing. You did nothing because you because you fail or refuse one of the two to acknowledge the real problem. You started from a false premise. You can't, you know, think that you're going to fix the institution of policing in America when you're not even recognizing that the institution is what's the problem. Right. You'd be like, it's communication. No, it's the whole thing. It is. It is policing. That's the problem. Yeah. It's very, very frustrating. (laughs) It just makes me wonder if they're even like, like, are you cognitively able to understand what we are asking of you. <laughs> no, they are. They just don't care. And like, it's frustrating too because it's not hard. It's not hard to, it's not hard to understand. We know that. Mm-hmm. But it's also not hard to find this information. Like, it's really not. About two years ago is when I started like learning a little bit more about what all the problems in police. It didn't take long. It's real hard when you don't care. <laughs> it is hard when you don't care. Real yes. hard. It didn't take long. It took six months for me to like be like, okay, I think I understand. <laughs> you know, I'm not an expert, but like I get it, you know? Yeah. I don't mean to say like I need, I can stop trying to learn, but I just mean like it doesn't no. take that long for you to be like, ah, I think I got a good handle on it. Or at the very least, like a, a outline oh, kind sorry. of. Sorry, hit the mic. Yeah, exa- well, exactly. Oh, oh, I it's you. It's mic. you. Yeah, I'm sorry, but yeah, it's just very frustrating. Um, so we'll see what comes of that. It'll be nothing, but I thought it was um, news that we should be aware of, and and we should look out for those specific recommendations mm-hmm. so we can really dive into them and and be like this is good or this is bad because maybe some good things will come from it i don't know but i just from that i'm like eh. i like i said tentatively calling it, it bullshit that song um forever young and they're like hoping for the best but expecting the worst yeah that's is that in that song yeah hmm okay you haven't heard that song yeah, but it doesn't go like that at all. Actually, I, I do recognize the lyric. Yeah, now. it does, asshole. It does. I'm sorry that I can't sing very well. Yeah, I was just saying the melody. 
I mean, you didn't really sing that, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, this isn't... it's a good song though. Forever Young's a good song. Um, you want to move on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. What do you think we're going to talk about now? Mm-hmm. All right. So I got an article to read you. It's a little bit long. So at any point, go ahead and stop me. Um, and I might skip through little pieces here and there. Okay. Um, but this article is titled, how dumb does this congressman think we are? It was written by S.E. Cup. He's got a show on CNN, I think. Um, and it was published in... That's a funny name. Yeah. Weird name. Uh, <laughs> published in the Chicago Sun-Times and the New York Daily News. I don't know which one he works for, if either. But that is where you can read the article if you want to look it up. Um, and I think it was probably reprinted a couple other places, too. Um, do you want to guess who this article is about? Oh, it's about widowed Jimmy Pigs. Yeah, Yeah. It's called, How Dumb Does This Congressman Think We Are? I think the headline is great. I think the article leaves out some information and context that I would have included. In parentheses, who the fuck gave this man a job? No. Oh, about Jim Banks. Yes. Yeah. 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 It, that was Rex Elsass. He's who gave him a job, um, which I believe we've talked about in a past episode. So we won't get into that. Um, here we go. This is the article. As famous a phrase as, uh, as it is, it's unlikely that some fastidious but uh, oblivious boatswain actually spent any time rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic as it was sinking to a watery grave in 1912. Okay, you're such a writer. Uh, <laughs> that's my own commentary. Uh, but the idea has come to illustrate an utterly... Poor Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> the idea has come to illustrate an utterly pointless, wasteful, and insignificant endeavor that, in the grandest scheme of things, matters not at all. Sort of like sending a strongly worded letter over something stupid while Americans are dying in record numbers. That's what Jim did. Mm. Um, or in the case of uh, U.S. Rep. Jim Banks of Indiana, exactly like that. Mm. So there you go. During a global pandemic, which has seen a staggering fall surge in U.S. cases and a death toll reaching more than 284,000 Jesus, 284,000, Jesus. Uh, The Republican uh, congressman spent actual time and energy manufacturing outrage over the masks of two of his Democratic colleagues in the House. Mind you, his outrage was not over the safety of the masks, whether they fit properly or uh, were being worn in accordance with the House requirements. It was none of that. This was about the design on the masks themselves. What was on them? Oh, what was it? One, worn by Democratic uh, Representative Henry uh, Queller of Texas, displayed the congressman's campaign logo, which Banks wrote in a real letter to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, violated the, quote, House's uh, prohibition of the use of official resources for campaign purposes, and maybe also the House's uh, prohibition on, quote, using congressional broadcasts for partisan political purposes. So I'm going to stop there and just say, get your head out of your fucking ass, you dumb little bitch. it's not. It's fine. It's fine. Well, he doesn't do any actual work, so he well, like sees something that well, he can do. He's like, yeah, oh, look, exactly. I, have, I like, can do it. If he was a good faith actor, and he was like, and we weren't in the pandemic, and he was like, I kind of think that that's against the rules, then I'd be like, oh, okay, we'll kind of look at it. But you're not, so fuck you. I don't care. Yeah. The second offensive mask, according to Jim, uh, belonged to represent, uh, Representative Earl uh, Blumenauer of Oregon and featured a marijuana leaf design, which... That's cool as Fuck shit. Fuck yeah, dude. And also, it's just a plant. Yeah. What if it had an oak tree on it, Jim? Yeah. Would you... Poison sumac. Would your nuts be all in a knot then? Fucking loser. Just a loot. Like, what a loser. Like, um, actually, that was against the rules. <laughs> like, what a total fucking loser. Just a total loser. He probably loser. wears his fucking pants up to his nipples, <laughs> a little pocket protector. He's like, uh, actually. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So, quote, uh... 
Legality aside, it's unbecoming for a House member to wear clothing that promotes the use of any recreational drugs on the House floor, he wrote in the same real letter to Pelosi. It's a clear violation of the House's code of conduct, which prohibits all behavior that does not, quote, uh, reflect credibly on the House. I would say um, they literally just voted on legalizing marijuana or decriminalizing marijuana. So I think it's uh, pretty credible. Yeah. You fucking dipshit. Fucking absolute loser. Um, Quote, the best solution is likely a blanket ban on stylized face masks, face masks, he wrote, and ended the real letter by declaring it's (laughs) I love that he keeps calling it a real letter because it's like this is real. He he wrote this. Uh, It's time to restore dignity to the house. Pause for eye rolls. That's written in there. It's not um, what I said. But yeah, I mean, first of all, we're going to get into this. But if we did anything to actually stop the pandemic, there would be no face masks. Yeah, there you go. You dumb shit. (laughs) Fucking loser. Loser. Okay, let's put this in perspective. As previously mentioned, the United States is reeling from a deadly pandemic that the Trump administration has denied and bungled from the start. Mm -hmm. The president, meanwhile, is AWOL. As of November November 15th, he hadn't attended a coronavirus task force meeting in five months, according to his own assistant secretary for health, um, Brett Gearor. I don't know how to say that. Very weird name. Uh, Trump worked just eight days of an official schedule between November 4th and November 23rd, during which he also managed to play golf at least six times. Wow. God, he should be fucking killed. Secret Service, come and get me. He deserves to die. <laughs> yeah, I probably shouldn't say that, but whatever. I, I mean, I agree. I, I do think that, that he deserves. I mean, oh. a number of them do. Okay, we're not going to fall into that rabbit hole, but a lot of these people deserve to be in the fucking hag. Um, since losing his re-election bid to Joe Biden in November... He deserves to be there too. Uh, Trump has said little at all. Uh, has said little at all about the skyrec- uh, skyrocketing COVID nineteen cases and U.S. deaths. Instead, uh, embarking on a delusional, conspiratorial, and doomed campaign to convince his own supporters, who already voted for him, that the election was stolen. Sorry, I read that terribly. Um, he's tied up the courts, administration officials, governors, election officials, and his own staffers in meaningless wild goose chases, all resulting in the clear conclusion that he lost legitimately. Health officials said Trump's refusal to concede and hand over key COVID-19 response information to Biden was hindering efforts to help curb the pandemic. Meanwhile, at least 40 people in Trump's inner circle, including Trump himself, his wife Melania, his son and son's girlfriend, contracted COVID-19. Most recently, his lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, who was being paid $20,000 a fucking day to fail in court, also contracted the virus. Um, I included that last part. Uh Others include policy advisor Stephen Miller, press secretary, blah, 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 all these people. Uh, And let's not forget he killed that one dude. Um, What's his name? Herman Cain. Um, For months, Trump and his goons dismissed the seriousness of the virus and shrugged off the importance of mask wearing and social distancing. Things that Banks definitely did and continues to do. Mm -hmm. And that's, um, let me finish this, but then I have a point. Remember that. We'll come back to it about the the mask wearing and social distancing and stuff. So mm-hmm. things that I think should have been included in this article. And if he w- reached out to me, <laughs> I don't know why like, he would have. But if he okay. would have, I would have been able to give a little bit better context on those things. So it's pretty rich, therefore, and even quite silly for Banks to complain about two Democrats in the House who, unlike uh, Banks's Republican colleagues on Pennsylvania Avenue, are complying with mask requirements simply because he doesn't like what they look like. Don't like how that's written. Um Banks may, uh, admit, uh, yeah, banks may indeed have a point about what is and isn't appropriate on the House floor, and if Republicans had taken mask wearing and other precautions more seriously over the past nine months, it might carry more weight. But the idea that it's two Democratic uh, mask wearing congressmen who are not reflecting credibility on the uh, 
on the House or that Republicans are any, in any position to demand a restoration of dignity to the House is laughable and contemptible. Um, yeah. If Republicans were half as outraged at the president's uh, desertion of duties during COVID-19, his refusal to wear masks, his flouting of health and safety restrictions, and his refusal to concede election defeat as they are at pot leaves on a face mask and Alex <laughs> Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's tweets, we might be in a better position today with COVID-19. A strongly worded letter uh, like Banks's might be taken even a little bit more seriously. So Jim Banks wrote a petty little whiny toddler poopy pants letter mm -hmm. to the Speaker of the House who he actively shits on fairly enough because she deserves to be shit on and being like, I don't like them. <laughs> little <laughs> fucking baby. What a fucking loser. Just a total fucking loser. It's like that episode of The Office when Pam... It's incredible. Pam writes that someone should clean the microwave. She's like, <laughs> sincerely disappointed. Like, thank you. Yeah, except thank like... Thank you for doing something. Yes, but also she was more right than him. <laughs> yes, that's also very true. It's, it is It is just as petty and stupid, but she was still more correct. Yes, yes. <laughs> because you know what? She didn't kill anybody. <laughs> right. And a dirty microwave isn't spreading a contagious disease. No, it's just so. annoying people. Well, yeah, virus. I'm sorry, not disease. It's fine. Uh, but going back to the mask wearing and things like that, like something that I would have definitely included in this is that Jim Banks held a partially indoor, massive, $100 minimum a plate Wagyu beef barbecue in October for his campaign with no social distancing, no masks, nothing. He has actively shit on both his constituents and everyone else yeah. in, in, in his sphere. Actively probably killed a few people. I mean, maybe that's not the right way to categorize it, but whatever. I, you know, I respect those I, I take, cows I take that a lot back more. a little bit. I take that back a little, that last part because I don't know and I don't know how to prove that. But my point is he has put people's lives at risk continuously over the past nine months. He does not give a shit about anybody. And then he's going to he has the fucking audacity as a no name fucking House member who has done fuck all in the Congress yeah. to fucking who only has his job because of Rex fucking Elsass and his stupid little fucking career mission to become a, a politician and, and I fucking hate him so much. He's got he's I think he's passed two bills and one of them was an amendment to another like a, a rewritten thing It's nothing. He's done uh, fucking nothing. He's a nobody. He's a fucking loser. Yeah. And he has the audacity to do something like this mm -hmm. in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Fuck him. Fuck you, Jim. That Banks. probably went straight in the paper shredder. That goes in the special oh, bin, the fucking paper Reddit. shredder. I mean, I fucking hate Nancy Pelosi, but I wouldn't be surprised if she saw it was from Jim Banks and just fucking threw it away. Probably, Fuck you. Yeah. Or if a staffer was like, I don't fucking care about what also, he Also, he probably didn't even write it. He probably made someone, of course one he of didn't. his interns write it. Of course he didn't it. fucking write it. He's too busy tweeting. He doesn't do shit. He doesn't work. He doesn't do fucking anything. No. He does his fucking podcast. Fucking asshole. Poopy Pants podcast. He does his stupid fucking podcast. It has what, maybe 10 listeners? I don't know. Probably has more than us. But anyway... My point is, he does this stupid fucking podcast that we're about to talk mm -hmm. about. AOC, just just as an example, just to give the other side, did a Twitch stream to raise fucking thousands upon thousands of dollars for people who are about to lose their fucking homes yeah. because of the pandemic. Yeah. He does this podcast and do shit for anybody. Yeah. Fuck you, Jim Banks. You don't give a shit about anybody. God, I fucking hate him. And the fact that somebody could look at that and then vilify her 
Exactly. And then he'll be like, oh, yeah, you, yeah. He'll say all this shit about AOC. Fuck you. It's like, oh, right. Yeah. She's the crazy one yeah, that's I, ruining I, and, this country. And, and okay. I don't, I don't hold AOC up as this queen like some people do. I think she's a great politician. I think she's got a great ideas. I think she's an advocate for the working class and the people of the United States. Mm-hmm. So I support her in that. Yeah. I, but I don't hold her up as the savior. Um, Because I don't think any politician is that. I think every politician has to be taken with a large chunk of salt. Um, Yes, it's 930. We're we're getting there. Uh, The last thing I want to talk about is Jim Banks' podcast. Um, It's bad. It's bad. And right off the top, I'm going to tell you, we're we're only covering like the first five minutes of his most recent Mm -hmm. episode because it is, there's so much to go over. There is so much to dive into in terms of awfulness that we just don't have time. So mm-hmm. on Monday, uh, Jen and I will sit back down and cover the rest of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I'll include this little bit in at the beginning that you can skip through. We'll see. Um, so you can kind of add them together or whatever. So we're going to talk about be talking about his most recent episode with Pat Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, and before we do that, I want to talk a little bit about the show as a whole. So first off, it's called Grounded. And the picture of is of him like giving a really bad thumbs up holding a cup of coffee. And the O in grounded is a coffee bean. And in the about show, let me read the about show, about the show kind of description that he, he added in there. Congressman Jim Banks takes a break from being interviewed to become the interviewer. Terrible. Join the Indiana congressman as he chats with all types of guests, hardworking, humble leaders from Indiana to high profile national figures. No high-profile national figures have been on there yet. <laughs> Not at all. Um, conversation will be raw, authentic, and in-depth, and you never know uh, where it'll go by the end of the episode. The only thing that we will remain cons- uh, consistent week to week is that there will be coffee. So first of all, fuck you. Get your thumb out of your ass, you dumb, stupid bitch. Go home and go to bed. Uh, <laughs> maybe that was a little harsh, but my other criticism here is that the show is called Grounded, right? Yeah. And so I... Th- like, it's supposed to be a play on words. Like, he is very grounded in his ideas, which he's not. He's an alt-right fucking fascist, white nationalist piece of shit. Um, and that, like, coffee beans, right? Mm-hmm. But you grind coffee beans. Mm-hmm. And the, pa- <laughs> the, <laughs> the past tense of grind is not grounded. It's ground. The coffee beans have been ground. Yeah. Not grounded. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense. It doesn't work. Well, you could say we grounded the beans. No, we ground the beans. That's how you would say that. It's the past tense of grind. Grounded is the past tense of ground. <laughs> the plane grounded at 10.30 p.m. Or was grounded. You're right. I know I'm right. Because <laughs> I looked it up to double check. I mean, I, I thought I was right. I'm just like, fuck you. You dumb. You, you dumb as shit. You're so fucking stupid. I should have pointed that out. And look, this is nothing. This is nothing compared to what we're going to get into. Absolutely fucking nothing. But I had to say that because everything he does is fucking stupid. Literally everything. He cannot win because he is a fucking idiot. So we have four clips here. Um, The first three will zoom past. And then the last one I've got a lot to say about. Um, And like I said, this is, I think, five and a half, five minutes and 50 seconds into the episode. And we will cover the rest on Monday. So... First of all, let's just listen to how we get into the podcast. Okay. This is Congressman Jim Banks, and this is my podcast, Grounded. Welcome back. It's great to have you back. I am so excited about our guest that we have today, my friend, the conservative 
voice of Northeast Indiana, Pat Miller from WoWo Radio. Uh, Pat, welcome to our podcast. I started this podcast about a month ago because I wanted to get out from behind behind the 140 character tweets, the the sound bites on TV, and have real conversations, substantive conversations with real people. And uh, so far, I think it's been a hit. <laughs> this is so painful for me to listen to. I know. It's really hard. His voice is awful. He's just not very good at it. It's not very engaging. It's just boring. Also, why does the music sound like the beginning of Love Island? It sounds like a fucking TikTok. It's terrible. It's it's yeah. really bad. It's like, okay, this is my makeup haul. And like, again, because... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get ready with me. So, to I make. Got, so I just got back from Alta. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like exactly. It literally sounds exactly like that. Like an Instagram story or a TikTok is so bad. Like the end of a James Charles video when he's showing you the final <laughs> look. <It's> like, <laughs> That's so good. Um, but yeah, you can't get anything right. You can't get anything. It's not 140 characters, you dumb bitch. <laughs> you can't do anything right. Everything he does is stupid. Uh, everything. And I just wanted to include that because like everything was so bad there and wrong. Um, so his guest is Pat Miller. We've talked about Pat Miller in the past. He hosts um, the Pat Miller program on Whoa, Whoa 3 to yeah. 6, 1190 FM, 107.5, whatever it is. Fucking prune juice, motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, Pat is frustrating for a number of reasons. One, sorry, because that, didn't, that insult didn't make I, I didn't really get it, so I just kind of moved back. Like he's it. just bland and boring and gross. Well, yeah, because he's like, yeah, he, I mean, he's your typical conservative, quote yeah. unquote, which is really and just like alt right shitbag. But he's too much of a coward to actually stand behind anything he does and it it frustrates me for a number of reasons one because i grew up listening to him and not always agreeing with him but like i was kind of indoctrinated in that sense um i'm sorry yeah i mean it sucks but obviously i've learned and and grown but um so when i look back and i'm like god it, it makes me feel sad and mm-hmm. like hate myself a little bit because I'm like I was so fucking stupid. But I you know I was like 11 and 12. Like okay, what, what am I supposed to do? That's it was acceptable. on. It was on with my dad in the car. Like you know, it's not entirely my fault. But um, whatever. We're not going to get into that. We could talk for a while about my thoughts on that. Anyway, um, so it's his. He's very frustrating to me. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know how he got started. You know, because mm-hmm. it used to be Pat White. And then he like died or something. I don't know. He got fired and then brought, brought back and then got fired again. I don't know. His He's got a weird history with Woa that I don't entirely remember. And Woa was the radio station, if you guys don't know. Um, anyway, I didn't know how Pat White got or uh, Pat Miller got started in, in this stuff because mm-hmm. he's talked about like owning businesses in the past, like insurance sales and bullshit and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a little bit of insight into that here in this next clip. And I think um, I think it's interesting. My predecessor in the afternoon was long story. Um, those two guys, the, yeah, those two guys in the morning, Charlie and Tony on WMEE, and of course we lost Charlie a couple years ago. Tony, Tony Richards, his real name is Tony Didier, which I didn't know. His daughter was in the Snyder Band, which I didn't know. And that year, for my daughter <laughs> Shannon, for her senior year, they asked if I would narrate the senior band banquet. And there's like you know a thousand people there or whatever. And I said sure. We're in the Appleseed Room. Um, and we had a blast because I cut up. I don't care who I'm in front of. We just do whatever. And so two weeks later, I'm at Snyder watching a musical rehearsal, and Shannon's on stage, and his daughter's playing piano in the pit. He comes over to me and introduces himself. And, of course, I recognized him from being on radio. And uh, he said, man, you did a nice job. I said, well, thanks. You know, I had fun. I love band and all that. He looks at me and says, you should do talk radio. Hmm. So that's how we got started. Like, he just got fucking lucky. 
some some asshole was like, that's a white guy who's got a decent voice and can talk. I like him. Let's get him on the radio. Like he, he didn't fucking work for shit. He got fucking lucky. And I'm not saying he, I, I don't think that, you know, he makes a fuck ton of money off of being, you know, a local radio host, but like he didn't work for shit. He got mm-hmm. fucking lucky. And like, okay, people get lucky. I'm not going to criticize him for getting lucky, but like, I just think it, it says something about him. Yeah. Like if, if he never thought about it, like wanting to do that or whatever, I think it takes a little bit of audacity and uh, maybe even a touch of narcissism to believe that you could. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily bad. But I think when you add it into the rest of his character as who he is, as somebody who is a coward when it comes to actually stating his true beliefs about fucking fascism and white nationalism and his just blatant, blind uh, um, following of the Republican Party, Mm -hmm. you know, no real criticism, who uh, presents news and information in bad faith all the Mm -hmm. fucking time. When you take all of that into, uh, you know... One one view, I think it says something. Maybe I'm wrong there. Push back if you'd like. Let me know. Send an email. But I just found that interesting that, like, he just got fucking lucky. Well, you, I mean, yeah, you can tell he's, like, like nobody's ever told him what he's saying is stupid and boring. He thinks everything that he says is interesting. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, and, like, that's so Alex Jonesy he includes all these, like, weird details. Yeah, because like, nobody's ever said, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I don't care. because no one's been, like, dude fucking stop talking for 10 fucking minutes i don't give a shit yeah because most people yeah. are nice and just smile and nod yeah. and listen to whatever you're and he saying. just wears people down like yeah. I, I don't know and another reason why i was talking about it, i used to listen to him the other thing that's frustrating is that like i feel like he might be able to be a decent person but then he does all this shit and i'm like fuck you yeah. maybe i'm just getting bought and like maybe i'm he's selling me on him I don't know. I just thought uh, there was something there to be um, a little, you could take a little bit from that clip Mm -hmm. that he just kind of got lucky. All right, let's listen to our third one. This is just kind of funny. Told Kayla that when I was a high school student at Columbia City High School, I did, I did high school radio, WJHS 91.5. Did you? And um, I wasn't, I wasn't very good at it. Yeah, you can say that again. (laughs) Suck. You suck. (laughs) You're very bad. Of course. Fucking Columbia City. Piece of shit. You suck. You're really, really bad at this. At this podcast where it's not live, you can edit it. You can take, you can do things over again. You're really bad at it, man. You suck. I hate him. Um, so He's going to listen to this and be like taking notes like, mm, okay. I don't think he, I mean, I pray to God he fucking listens. I really hope that he listens and really like feels bad about himself. Or even if he hate listens, I'd, I'd be fine with that. Um, whatever. I don't really care. Um, either way. Who knows? You're leaving. You're just staring at me. I got to keep talking. <laughs> well, I thought you were moving on to the next I am part. moving on. So this last one, like I said, we're going to cover the rest of the episode on Monday. But this is about Pat Miller. Mm-hmm. And also this goes in with the previous uh, one that we listened. It doesn't mm-hmm. like tie together in terms of the story. But it, like I said, when you look at things fully, I think it paints a different picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, let's just play it. And then I'll and then I'll talk about it. Okay. I've got a lot to say about it. Okay. I asked Kayla this, what, what um, radio uh, host or broadcasters do you admire the most? Um, I'm going to say the one that's the obvious for me, but Rush Limbaugh, and it's not because of the enormity of his audience, which is slightly larger than mine. Um, when you listen to Limbaugh, I, I am always astounded 
when something's breaking, I mean, it's something that nobody knew was coming, uh, breaking news hits, and the next time, you know, he comes back from that news break and he's all over it. And sometimes he'll he'll take a, a, a finality, a take on it, and I'm like, Rush, hang on just a minute. I don't know if you want to go all the way out there, you know. And two days later, everybody is saying what he said back when it first happened. I, I wish I had his intuition, his yes. intuition of knowing what's happening. Yeah, of what's happening is just absolutely amazing. We all amazing. do. But I have, I have great respect for Not Rush me. and what he does. So right there at the end, you kind of talked over it, no big deal. He said, I have great respect for what he does. Rush Limbaugh. Let's talk a, li- a little bit about Rush Limbaugh, right? Sure. Let's talk a little bit about him. Because Pat Miller... He he's he's local. He's low. He's bottom rung, right? Mm-hmm. There's not this broad history of the bullshit that he said, right? But we can easily find the bullshit that Rush Limbaugh said. Very much so. Um, and all of this is just from Wikipedia, because mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, we all know that there's a million things that makes Rush Limbaugh an absolute fucking dirtbag, fucking terrible human being, mm-hmm. um, who has cre- uh, caused incredible amounts of harm in the world. Yeah, he is bad for the world. Yeah, as a person. Um, in his current form, you know, with what he did, I I think everybody can probably be redeemed. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know if I stand by that, but anyway, my point is he's bad. So let's just read a few things that he's done. And this is somebody that Pat Miller has great respect for and who both Pat and Jim Banks said they wish they had his intuition. Remember that as I'm reading through these. Of Limbaugh's controversial statements and allegations, they have investigated uh, that they have investigated. Politifact has rated 84% um, as ranging from mostly false to pants on fire, which is extremely false. With uh, 5% of Limbaugh's contested statements rising to the level of mostly true and 0% rated true. So this is who they respect and in which they have the in- intuition of. Yikes. Um, these debunked allegations by Limbaugh include uh, suggestions that the existence of gorilla disproves the theory of evolution. <laughs> okay. That Ted Kennedy sent a letter to Soviet General uh, Secretary Yuri Andropov uh, seeking to undercut President Reagan. Nope. That a recent lack of hurricanes disproves climate change. Oh, my goodness. Nope. And that President Obama wanted to mandate circumcision. What the fuck? Guy had two years. Two... Controlling every <laughs> every branch of the government, and he didn't do anything like that because uh, that's insane. And yeah, because who thinks about baby dicks that and, much? And that's weird. Well, all these people just fucking project constantly. Yeah, yeah. Constantly, it's it's crazy. You have yeah. glitter in your beard. <laughs> do I? Yeah, nice. just a little bit. Um, so in October 2006, uh, Limbaugh said that Michael J. Fox, who suffers from Parkinson's disease, had exaggerated the effects of his affliction in a political TV advertisement advocating for funding of stem cell research. Limbaugh said that Fox in the ad had been, quote, shameless in, quote, moving all around and shaking. You know, the thing that happens to people with this fucking Parkinson's. just doesn't know how fucking science works at all. And that Fox had not taken, quote, his medication or he's acting, one of the two. Fox said... Quote, the irony of it uh, is that I was too medicated, adding that there was no way to predict how his symptoms would manifest. Limbaugh said he would apologize to Fox bigly, hugely, if I am wrong in uh, characterizing his behavior on this commercial as an act. In 2012, Fox said uh, Limbaugh, back in 2006, had acted on, quote, bullying instincts, which he did, Mm -hmm. when he said, I faked it. I didn't fake it. Uh, And Fox later said that Limbaugh's goal was to uh, have him be marginalized and shut down. Uh, for his stem cell 
stem cell stance, which is of course what it was. Yeah. It was a culture war bullshit yeah. to make stem cells seem like the fucking end of the world. And, and you're too fucking stupid but, to understand but, it. But also like something like this is so eye opening where if he really believed in what he said and had a point and really wanted to advocate for not being able to use stem cells in research, mm-hmm. he would just say that. You would just explain yourself. You wouldn't make fun of a man with Parkinson's for shaking. No, because that's not what it's about, though. Exactly, because you, he is an evil, evil human being who is a bully, who likes to make fun of people yeah. and hurt people and, and hate people and direct that energy toward them. Yeah, and who the fuck gave this guy a microphone? And he doesn't believe anything that he says. It is just culture war shit. And let's bring it back. This is who Pat Miller has yeah. great respect yeah. for and who Jim Banks and Pat Miller both said they wish they had his, yeah. um, what was it? Um, starts with an I, whatever that word is, intuition. <laughs> During the COVID-19 pandemic, Limbaugh asserted that the virus was the common cold. Um, he said on his radio show on Febru- February 24th, 2020, quote, I'm dead right on this. The coronavirus is the common cold, folks, alleging it was being weaponized to bring down Trump. Uh, the CDC uh, stated that the virus causing coronavirus, uh, the coronavirus disease 2019, COVID-19, is not the same as the uh, coronavirus that commonly circulate among humans and cause mild illness like the common cold. Um, Limbaugh's statement has been called wildly irresponsible. Of course it was, because he's a fucking liar. Yeah. Um, Limbaugh dismisses the concept of consent and sexual relations. He views consent as, quote, the magic key to the left. Sorry, what? He dismisses the concept of consent. So we should just rape. If you're a Republican, you should just rape. That's the only way to have sex. Let me finish this and then we can get to that because I think you're right in in your view of of the statement. Because no woman would probably touch him. It's insane. In 2014, Limbaugh criticized a policy at at Ohio State University encouraging students to obtain, uh, obtain verbal consent, saying, quote, how many of you guys have learned that no means yes if you know how to spot it. No. That's fucking disgusting. That's that's that that's what a rapist says. Yeah. Like a fucking rapist. Because and this he's is the person, disgusting person Pat Miller and Jim Banks are like, I fucking love his intuition. He literally says, consent isn't real, fucking rape people. I I don't think that that's a false way to read that. How how else can I see that and not say you think rape is fine? Right. Because men deserve it. Fucking disgusting, sick, awful, awful human being. Just yeah. fucking disgusting. How many how many of you guys have learned that no means yes if you know how to spot it? Fuck you. Fuck you. That's a repulsive comment. People like this, he has tons, hundreds of thousands of fucking listeners. And what do they listen? They hear that and then they feel fine fucking raping people. Yeah. He is an evil human being. Evil. And I can't wait till he fucking dies. Fucking hope he gets taken out tonight with a stupid fucking lung cancer. Fuck you. Like, that's disgusting. And for Jim Banks and fucking Pat Miller to sit there and, ha, 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 yeah, I love, love his intuition. Really great. A lot of yeah. respect. Fuck you. You have a lot of respect for somebody who doesn't care if people fucking rape people? Fuck you. Fuck you. Fucking hate all of these people. And lastly, Limbaugh is criti- uh, critical of feminism, which he views as advancing only liberals and not women in general. 
fucking stupid. In a Time Magazine interview during the 1992 presidential election, he stated that it was, quote, established so as to allow unattractive women easier access to the mainstream of society. What what should we do with them? He is a misogynist. <laughs> like, what the fuck? A homophobic, transphobic, racist, xenophobic monster also, of a human being. Also, he has some audacity to call anyone ugly. A li- yeah, a literal monster. Evil, evil person. And these two fucking assholes are going to sit there and be like, everyone wishes we had his intuition. His intuition that it's okay to rape people? that's the only thing that affects them. Nothing else that he... They wouldn't have to deal with the repercussions of any other no, thing No, they that sit he said. on their pedestal of white maleness. And I say this as a white male. Yeah. I mean, I understand the this privileges exactly, that I've had in my life. These people don't. They expect them. And and, and not only at, do they expect them, they think they deserve it. Look at how Pat Miller got his fucking radio show. Fucking it's white guy. It's the epitome guy. of white privilege. I just got up there and spouted shit and someone yeah. gave it to me. I, I spoke at my daughter's band thing. Yeah. And then one of the people, one, one of the, the other, other white, white guys. dudes yeah. and his friend, another white dude, Tony and Charlie. Although in a I community think Charlie might white dudes. not be... A white dude. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Um, it's the, it's the cultural thing. Yeah, I think he might have been like Hawaiian or something. I really don't know, and maybe not. I don't know. I just feel like I have remembered that for some reason. But anyway, yeah, it's a white dude. Like, oh, white dude speaks. Okay, you want a radio show? Fuck you. Right. These people just get their shit handed to them, and then they expect it. Meanwhile, and they think they fucking deserve it. These are evil, awful monster people. They are terrible. Right. They are terrible. And what they do creates harm in this world. It yes. creates hate and destruction and violence. Mm-hmm. They're awful, evil people. I hate them. Maybe I shouldn't say hate, but I do. I do hate these people. <laughs> so yeah, that's who these guys admire and, and want the intuition of and have great well, respect for. You reap what you sow. So like I said, that was only about five and a half minutes into the hour-long yeah. podcast. So we, on uh, Monday, will record on Sunday and release it on Monday. We will, at that point, uh, give you the rest of that uh, so Jenna can get to sleep here. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening and coming back to the show. Uh, we're going to be back on schedule every week with our Monday, you know, every other week, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe trying a few different things. I might try to hop on Twitch if I can eventually. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Um but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys want to help us out, we are both very poor and we would love it if you could help us out, but no, no worries if you can't. Um, number of ways you can do that. You can tell a friend about the show. Yeah, you can leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts um, or you can go to our website and click that donate button and give us some money. Or you can buy our merch. If you want a Jim Banks is a fascist uh, shirt, you can get that. All kinds of different stuff. So check those out. Um, if you guys want to send us an email, you can do so at Who's Your Daddy Pod. Um, at gmail.com got to remember all this stuff it's been a while um and that's it jenny want to ask me a trivia question yeah um so how many christmas tree farms do you think exist in the united states oh god in the united states Mm -hmm. okay christmas tree farms um can i ask one question what can christmas trees grow everywhere in the united states probably not like probably can't grow in texas can they like places like that i'm not sure yeah, me neither. Um, well, we're definitely in the thousands. I mean, let's just think a city the size of Fort Wayne has probably three or four around the sur- surrounding area in Allen County or around there. Um, how many counties are there in the United States? Probably like 550 or something like that. I don't know. Um, I'm going to say 
2700. Who's your daddy? Everybody loves the best And I'm no different From the rest I love my home Sweet home I've done a lot of dreaming About the day When I'll be going back To my home Sweet home I'm gonna pack a bag and hop a train and then for home sweet home i'm gonna set out cause i've got the blues i've got the blues that just won't get out i've gotta get back home i've gotta get back home back home again in Indiana and it seems that I can see the gleaming candlelight still shining bright through the sycamores for me the new mown hay sends all its fragrance through the fields I used to roam and when I dream about the moonlight on the Wabash then I long for my Indiana home Back home again Home back in Indiana Oh, it seems that I can see See the gleaming candlelight Still shining bright in Indiana It's the middle west, but we love it The moon shines the best above it We love it All the new morning sends fragrance Through the fields I used to roam And when I dream about the moonlight On the Wabash River then I long for my Indiana home, in Indiana, in Indiana, my home, in Indiana, my home, sweet home. 